How do they do it? Meet the maker. Love startups? Whether you're a fan or a disruptor yourself, you'll thrive with the trifecta of game-changing people, products, and philosophies in your earbuds. This is Meet the Maker. Cutting-edge interviews with disruptive startup founders. And here's your host, Allison Schaefer. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Meet the Maker podcast, interviews with today's most disruptive entrepreneurs. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Ajay Corey. Ajay is a founder's dream, having been a pivotal player in several startups, including Quidsy and AutoDream.com, both of which have since been acquired by major organizations. His latest venture, you may have heard of it. It's Urban Stems, the charming DC-grown tech startup aiming to make anyone look like a hero. By utilizing new technologies and a curated selection of flowers, they allow you to send a handcrafted bouquet to anyone in the district, delivered within an hour or so, all for $35. Pretty awesome. And you can find them at urbanstems.com. So I've given a quick cookie-cutter intro for you, Ajay, um, <laughs> but can you tell us a little bit more about yourself personally? Sure. Um so I, uh, I, I guess as you put it, I'm a startup person. Um, the, uh, the autodream.com startup you mentioned was actually, uh, back when, um, I was in high school. Um, so quite a long time ago during the dot-com boom, um, <clears throat> created basically this website, um, with, uh, dancing cartoon characters. Like I, it was really nothing more than that. Um, and, uh, started getting sent around to, you know, thousands and eventually hundreds of thousands of people. And, um, a friend and I realized if we just put together things that were entertaining, um, you know, we, people would pass it around. Um, and, uh, we created something called the online fortune cookie and other like small, stupid widgets, um, that ended up getting sent around to millions of people. Um, uh, well, we, did from there is we kind of centralized all our um, silly little sites onto one platform, started an uh, email service and a, and a start page for um, people who visited our pages who tended to be in the uh, 14 to 21 demographic um, and kind of consolidated all the entertainment in, into one place. Um, you can call it the BuzzFeed of the uh, early 2000s and late 90s. Um, but um, Went out, um, found other kind of kids doing the same thing that we were doing and brought them on to our platform, um, created a revenue share with them and, and basically just created one fun little happy site. Um, and, uh, and we were lucky to be acquired by a publicly traded company, um, back then. So, um, yeah, you can say that, uh, the dancing hamster really gave me my start. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems like you've always kind of had that that kind of business edge there. High school is pretty early. Yeah, girls didn't really talk to me in high school. So. <laughs> um, I'm only partly joking, um, but no. But I, I just uh, I was I've always been fascinated with the uh, with the internet, even when I was. Um, much younger, I used to um, go to my parents' parties and collect, or actually, I, I think I sold candy bars, um, uh, collecting money to buy my first Mac, um, and uh, just have always loved um, the internet and its potential to really connect people and, and create cool things. Um, and uh, I was fortunate to be at Quidzy and 
uh, where we, you know, obviously had diapers.com, soap.com. I was on the wag.com team and launched uh, um, a pharmacy, which was Amazon's first pharmacy um, since Quizzy was acquired by Amazon. Um, and uh, it just made it easier for people to get the meds that they needed for their pets, um, which is, again, a really ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just, I, I think um, it's, I've always been passionate about finding ways to use technology to, to make people's lives better. Um, and now we're apparently doing flowers. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so Quincy was uh, acquired by uh, Amazon, right? Yes. Yeah. So did you ever have to work for Jeff Bezos? I got an email from Jeff Bezos once. Um, it was a customer had written in about how great the pharmacy experience was. And, um, he just, I think his style is, I think it's, it's pretty widely known. Um, he just generally, he's very engaged. I think he reads every single one of his emails and then he just forwards it to whoever is relevant. So he forwarded it to whoever was, uh, the person who was in charge of, um, managing the Quincy business unit and they forwarded it to, to me. Um, so I was forwarded an email from Jeff Bezos that I think it said good job or something. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's that's actually pretty friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He seems like a great guy. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So how do you feel that Urban Stems is creating something new? So you've been involved with all of these other products that are sort of realizing trends and creating something new. How is Urban Stems doing that? Sure. Great question. Um, so I was in a long distance relationship, uh, for a while when I was up in New York. Um, and I sent a lot of flowers and every single time I did, it was just a really underwhelming experience as I'm sure many people have experienced. Um, you know, the cost was very high, which would be okay if what was delivered looked anything remotely like the picture (laughs) on the website. Um, and you just have no idea when it's being delivered and you often have to to order a few days ahead of time. Um, the entire experience is just, I mean, um, JD power did a survey and the dissatisfaction rate with online florists is twice that, um, the full hundred percent more than uh, general e-commerce. Um, and as we kind of looked into it, um, we realized why it's a really old system that's existed for about a hundred years. Um, you have aggregators, which are your typical one eight hundred flowers, FTD, Pro Flowers, etc. Um, they all operate in pretty much the same way. They take, they have all these offerings. They take your order. They send it through something called a flower wire. Um, it goes to a local florist, who then is in charge of recreating it and sending it out. Um, the issue here is that local florists have no real incentive um, to do a great job. Um, you know, they, they have their own customers, um, who they really do an awesome job of taking care of. Um, and as these online orders come in, they're getting paid less, um, than what their normal customers pay. And they're given no visibility to the actual end customer. So if you're a florist, you know, why would you put your best effort into something that they're, the end customer is going to have no idea what your name even is. Um, and you're getting paid less than your normal customers. So these, Orders that come from online are generally last priority for um, for florists, um, and so you end up with this like kind of crazy system because you have so many players that are each taking a cut of that sale online, which drives up the cost to the consumer, um, and then this like really weird incentive structure where the um, florists aren't incented at all to do um, you know treat them as well as they treat their normal customers, and so you have you generally a product that, um, a lot of times underwhelms. Um, 
and um, yeah, it, it's just it's kind of almost like a bizarre industry where you have that dichotomy <laughs> of really high price and uh, really low product quality. Um, and so we we basically set out to try to fix that. Um, we work directly with farms in Colombia and Ecuador. We source um, from mountains there. That uh, this is weird that I know this. I, I never thought I know this, but the amount of uh, sunlight that uh, flowers are exposed to actually determines how long they're going to last after they're cut. Um, and so we source from places that uh, have the highest amount of sunlight. Um, these are really cool farms, actually. They employ mostly women and pay them sustainable wages, and they're all rainforest certified. And it's just a great story. Um, but the flowers are also magnificent. Um, and we get them here in D.C. within 48 hours. Um, and uh, by by the time, and then in the next day, we get them out to the customers, um, and they last generally around two weeks, um, which is, you know, very different from what most people experience when they order online. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I have a small secret to share. I actually received a bouquet of your lovely flowers. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, How'd you like them? They were beautiful. <laughs> they were absolutely beautiful. Um, so I can definitely vouch for that. Um, I, I got some uh, yellow tul- yellow tulips, I think, or maybe they were roses. I'm not really a flower expert, but they were beautiful. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually won them from uh, the DC Tech Meetup event. Um, I was there tweeting about you guys. So Got it. Got it. Awesome. But yeah. Okay, cool. So underwhelming flower um, industry really interesting stuff. Um, how do you guys, besides um, giving out random flowers at DC Tech Meetup events, how do you guys um, provide a better experience? Uh, sure. So um, uh, in, in terms of um, just the overall how people... So it, basically, you know, um, we tend to think of our experience as, as uh, or our difference being four pillars. So um, quality, we already talked about, you know, we get them pretty much straight off the farm and into the hands of consumers within, you know, 48 hours. Um, and so these flowers last a really long time because we only, um, source three bouquets at any given time. We're able to keep a really tight, um, control on quality. And we've in fact introduced, um, for people who have followed our site closely, we introduced hydrangeas and roses um, over a two-week period. We planned on having those for a lot longer, but we saw that the hydrangeas were actually dying after a couple of days. Um, and so we pulled that out of the lineup uh, immediately. Um, so everything that we do has to meet a, a standard of beauty and um, uh, lasting a long time. Um, <clears throat> so that's the quality pillar. Um, the other is speed. So with most places... Um, you know, you order, uh, you generally order a couple days before if you don't want to get hit with any other surcharges. Um, you can sometimes order same day and usually it'll be delivered at the end of the day. Uh, no matter what, you are always given an eight hour window with any of the biggest, um, people, biggest players right now. Um, whether, but for us, you know, you order and within an hour we'll have it delivered. 95% of our orders get there within the hour. Um, so you can order someone flowers. We, we kind of joke around in the office, actually, like flowers so fast, they'll get there before the fight ends. Um, (laughs) there, you know, you can order it right now uh, and have it there in probably, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, or you can order, um, you know, if you know, we've had a lot of people actually who've 
you know, had engagements and other things that have happened at specific times. Um, and we'll have those flowers there exactly at that time. And that just doesn't exist right now with any really, you know, any of our competitors. Um, the third pillar, um, I don't know why they call these pillars, but um, <laughs> um, the third pillar is transparency. So one of the biggest problems with um, the bigger online players is you not only know don't know when it's going to be delivered, uh, but you have no idea what the flowers are going to look like. And they often don't look anything like what you actually picked online. Um, and so that's why right upon delivery, we take a, our you know bike messengers, take a photo of your flowers at the recipient's place and send it to you immediately. Um, and so you not only know exactly when it was delivered, um, but you can see exactly what the flowers look like. Not the flowers that were promised, but the flowers that are actually being delivered to your recipient. Um, and we think that uh, we've seen that people really love that. Um, and then the fourth pillar is price. I mean, um, you know, you ordered uh, two dozen roses or a dozen roses on any of the major sites. Um, your cost, even if you plan ahead of time, is generally still going to be around $60 to $70. Um, you throw in same-day shipping on that or uh, any of the other random options or fees they generally tack on, you're closer to $80. Um, most people we've talked to spend closer to $100 on flowers. We're, we're $35 flat rate, including, um, including delivery, no matter what. Um, yeah, obviously, we've introduced some... Um, We've introduced some calla lilies recently that we've had. We have at a higher price point at forty-five dollars, but um, you know it's always it's always what the flat price, uh, and will likely never be above uh, forty-five dollars. Wow, yeah, that's really interesting. So you guys kind of have these four pillars. Do you feel like this is leading to more accessibility, at least um, from the price standpoint? Absolutely. A great question. Um, you know, what we've found so far, we've only existed for three and a half months at this point, but um, what we've really found is that the people who, who have sent flowers are people who haven't sent flowers in the past. Um, so a lot of people are sending flowers not for, uh, you know, major holidays like Valentine's or Mother's Day, but a lot of the people who use our service are, are sending flowers just because, um, you know, there's a lot of birthdays in there, but there's a lot of like congratulations on the new job. Happy Wednesday. We see that a lot, you know, like happy Monday, like, sorry, it's raining outside. It's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. Um, and this is what we really wanted to do was lower the price point and increase the convenience to a point where, um, anyone can send flowers for any reason. Um, and, uh, and it's awesome because we've really been seeing that, um, happen. And, uh, in fact, we're, we're trending close to a 40% repeat rate at this point, uh, even with the short period of time that we've existed, um, because it is so easy and affordable to, to do it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, do you guys see this kind of taking off to other cities soon? I mean, three and a half months, you guys have definitely um, done a pretty good job. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we have a long way to go, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think our, the, the goal is to Make gifting something that isn't hard. Um, make gifting, whether it's flowers or, or really anything, something that you can do um, just like you call an Uber, um, just like you, um, you know, do so many other things that our on-demand economy is is inventing. Um, there's, you know, there's so many different things that you can do for yourself. Um, you know, call a ride, get your dry cleaning done, um, etc. Um, what we want to really pioneer is the creating the uh, the ability for people to impulsively give um, and impulsively make someone's day. Um, and that's what we've really been 
pushing towards. So yeah, we, our aspirations are obviously, um, not just flowers at DC. Um, you know, we think we can, we can allow people to make, um, anyone's day in, in a lot of different places. That's really exciting. So maybe gifting to come. Well, <laughs> we'll stay, stay on the lookout for that. Um, so that's really cool. Um, so I guess we've gotten really a lot of information out of you there. Um, about the product and all of that, maybe we can jump into some of the philosophies. It's um, it sounds like you kind of have a desire to allow people to make these kind of impulsive or more natural reactions to gifting. Um, can you talk a little bit a little bit more about some of your philosophies you've built the business on? Sure. So we, um, you know, Jeff and I, Jeff, uh, my co-founder, we really. Um, even before we laid the groundwork uh, for how we were going to get, you know, flowers off of a mountain in <laughs> Ecuador to um, DC uh, and on a bicycle, uh, with, you know, so that it can be delivered within an hour. Um, even before all of that, Jeff and I probably spent, uh, you know, at least a couple of weeks talking about culture, you know, what we want our company to be. And I think, Above all else, um, we really believe in creating um, some place where people love to work. Um, you know, one of the one of the, these things that's kind of going on in America and in a lot of different places is, um, you know, you have people who really dislike their job or really just are not engaged in their job, um, and it's really sad because you spend the majority of your waking hours at your job. And if you're unhappy with that, then, you know, it, imagine what that does to your overall life happiness. Um, and so it's been one of our priorities to really create an environment where people just love to be in. Um, because, and, and it's not just a philanthropic thing. I mean, it's also good business. Um, our goal is to make our customers incredibly happy. Like we, our entire goal with every interaction um, is to wow the customers um, and just have them walk away and be like, wow, I cannot believe this exists and I cannot believe how well I was treated. Um, and to have that happen, you have to have people that are really happy and passionate and driven by what they're doing. Um, and you, you get that when, you know, you have employees who are really engaged and really happy. And it's just, it's a great vicious cycle of, you know, are the people who are on the Urban Stamps team make customers delighted. That in turn del delights them. Their outside life is happier. And it's just, you know, it's all positive. Um, and it's really something I learned from um, Quincy, um, which, you know, El Zappos gets a lot of credit for kind of creating this, you know, incredible um, organization that where people love to work. I would argue that Quincy actually did a better job. And this is like cousins fighting because obviously both <laughs> are, are now owned by Amazon. Um, but um, yeah, I think um, what, when you see firsthand how, um, how amazing that kind of environment is and what, how amazing that can tr translate um, into, you know, into a customer experience that's, that just blows people away. It's hard to go back to anything else. So um, yeah, I think we, we've spent an, an enormous amount of time on trying to create the, a great corporate culture um, that will continue to exist as we grow. That sounds like fun. 
<laughs> Maybe you could give us one piece of the secret sauce, something fun that you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, this, this isn't anything actually new, but, um, we have a policy where if, you know, you have, uh, I think three weeks of vacation time, um, and we, uh, find people if they don't take at least two and a half weeks of that. Um, sorry. So it's, uh, it's three weeks of vacation time, um, minimum. So there's no maximum. You have unlimited vacation. Um, but if you don't take at least two and a half to three weeks, I think we're still working on what we're going to, where we're going to land on that. Um, we're going to, um, maybe not dock your pay, but we're going to find ways to, um, <laughs> punish you. So, um, cover your desk in graffiti or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's we, awesome. we really want people to unplug and, and really just do, you know, whatever makes them happy. Um, because that's how you do your best work. It doesn't need to be sitting at a desk and, you know, whatever it's, we think people, if we, we bring in the right people, they'll do their best work no matter where they are, no matter how many hours they put in. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, and I know other startups have, have done something similar as well. So I can't claim, uh, <laughs> that that's a, uh, urban stems, um, you know, exclusive or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I guess, my next question is what kind of drives you personally philosophy wise? Sure. Um, I mean, I think it, um, you know, I think it actually kind of really ties into what we talked about before in terms of creating the best possible culture for, for other people. Um, you know, I, I tend to wake up every morning thinking, um, you know what, and this is going to sound super corny, but like, <laughs> you know, what can I do to make others' lives better, right? Um, and and that's always been something that's incredibly personally uh, important to me and Jeff. Um, and uh, I think we very much realize that um, our company can be a huge company. Um, we're not going to make the amount of money to start the next, you know, Gates Foundation, though. Um, from this. But what we can do is um, absolutely impact the, the lives of every person that, um, you know, partners with us or joins our team, um, works with us, et cetera. Um, and so it's, it's all we are always constantly focusing um, from a corporate and personal standpoint of just trying to do everything we can to, to you know, create value. Um, not when we're in negotiations, we don't argue over um, this, you know, how much of the pie, um, we're getting, we work together to see if we can grow the pie. Um, and again, super corny, but like, <laughs> that's, uh, uh, it, it's, it's really, truly our philosophies, um, personally and from a corporate standpoint as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that is uh, pretty popular right now that, uh, that mantra if you could, which is awesome, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> I totally agree. Let's let's make sure that everyone's happy, whether it be at their job or you know whatever it may be. So, yeah, that's awesome. If you could kind of like sum that up into, or it can even be separate. But what if you could sum it up into like your favorite success quote? What would it be? Favorite success quote. Wow. Um, hmm. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, sorry, I was back to back, okay. so I didn't actually see that this was going to be asked. Um, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, 
My favorite quote in general um, is from Maya Angelou, uh, and I don't know if this applies, but um, you know, she, she said, at the end of the day, people won't remember what you said, but how they made you feel. Um, and uh, for us, I, or for me personally, I think it's really true. I mean, um, and especially with our business of selling flowers. Uh, it's really about how, you know, the customer or even your partners or your suppliers, et cetera, it's, it's not about like what really happens. It's how you treat them. Um, and if you treat people, um, with a ton of respect and, and try to try to actively see how you can make their lives better, um, you yourself will be successful. Um, but I'm not sure if that. That's great. Yes, that's actually a great success quote there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So everyone that's listening, being nice actually leads to business success. Well, let's big surprise. (laughs) Even if uh, if Urban Stems go like fails in a couple of years, I still believe in that. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, awesome. (laughs) Um, great. So, um, well, I think that. We have pretty much touched on everything here. Um, and I have really enjoyed talking to you. I can tell you definitely are living those values um, that you're talking about here. And I'll share a little bit more about my experience with Urban Sims before we go. I actually um, received my flowers from Jeff um, kind of haphazardly. I ran into him at a Fosterly event and he said, oh, you're the person that received that won the flowers. And I was like, yeah. Um, and he, he got the flowers to me like within 30 minutes. It was a complete surprise. I had no clue. So I'm a, definitely a living walking testament of how awesome you guys are. And he was a really great person as well. So um, good luck to both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, this is, you know, really cool to talk about and, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Great. Awesome. Okay. So, um, maybe you could give our listeners one parting piece of guidance, share the best way we can find you, uh, before we close. Sure. Um, I am, uh, just Ajay at urbanstems.com, um, and at AJ Corey on Twitter. Um, but Last parting, I don't know if there's just, I like what you said earlier. Be nice. It works. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Cool. Um, Well, great. Um, Listeners can find all the links to everything valuable we've mentioned in today's episode uh, by going to meetthemaker.co on the homepage. And Ajay, thank you again for being generous with your time and expertise. And talk to you later. Of course. Thank you so much, (laughs) Allison. Have a great day.